Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. And we're live. We're live? I'm just starting like that. We you are starting what? like that. This is the we Ledude a, cast. This is the Ledude cast. We need a jingle. Can we you do? do a little jingle for us real quick? You're the you're the music person out of the two of and us. And I can forget you. Well, no, no, just like a jingle. Just and like I a jingle. you want me to want you, Ledude's cast. Okay. I appreciate <laughs> that just as much as I would get out of a jingle. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, so welcome Hold on, to- hold on. I do have some extra Ledude's news. Um, mm. There is a new Ledude to the crew. My sister Jamie just had a baby today. Nice. I saved that news for the pod. Heck yeah. Popped out 2 30 p.m. Her second or third? Uh third baby. Whoa. First boy. First boy. Big uh, news. Grady. Grady. Grady, what's the middle name? Matthew. Grady Matthew. Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Yep. That's a solid name. So Where does part Wilhelm of the band come of- from? Nazis. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Which is relevant because today on the Ladude cast, we are discussing Band of Brothers by Stephen E. Ambrose. You, ju- you just, it's Stephen. No, dude. PH is Stephen all the way. I don't like it when P- it's Stephen. All right. Stephen would definitely be S T E V E N, right? Yes, but in this scenario, it is Stephen. Well, his parents are stupid. <laughs> no. So. You mean. Stefan. Stupid. Stupid. Anyway. So, yeah. We talked to her. Uh, we, this is supposed to be like a Memorial Day podcast. So. Yes. A little late. But We really okay. like to memorialize. Yeah. We just yeah. keep it rolling. Just keep it rolling. And, I mean, we did. We both read this mm-hmm. book through Memorial Day. Memorial Day weekend. So, it was in our minds and our hearts while we. Um, read this book. That is true. Yeah. That is true. I've also seen the miniseries on HBO. I don't know if you've seen it. I know you've I seen haven't. clips. I've seen clips, but I haven't watched the TV show. And so it, it led me to, because I knew you would watch this TV show um, before reading the book. And it brought me to this question. If given the choice, would you rather read the book first or watch the TV series or movie first on like any given. Book. I think it's best to read first. Why? Uh, because the entire time I was reading, I was just like, I just want to rewatch this episode, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it was like kind of like um, it was in the way a little bit of reading. Uh, so you definitely like reading and then watching the movie or that whatever adaptation. I think that's probably just like a better way to intake the information. See, I'm, I'm not to... saying like one is better than the other, yeah. but like I think you can thoroughly enjoy a book more having like having not seen things visually. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna give a little pushback because I like to do it the other way. I like watching a movie or watching a TV series before I read the book because then I can, it's just easy for me to imagine visualize, things and visualize, yeah. you know, put names to faces and stuff like that. And that's probably not the I best think, creative way to th- go about things. It's not the yeah. best for your brain. You know, you need to expand your imagination and not, mm-hmm. you know, create your own visual, visual, visualizations. But, um, Stefan. Um. <laughs> no, and I hear you like with regards to like 
I don't really know what like this area of France looks like, or I don't really know what this like what Bastogne looks like, or I don't I can't visualize like a European winter, like things like that. Yeah, definitely, it's better to to have some ideas of that in your mind. Um, so I I see where you're coming from there, mm-hmm. uh, but like in terms of like you know so and so like peeked the head out of the foxhole and like shot and like threw a grenade and stuff. Like I was getting amped up, but like in the in, knew. yeah in the show, I was like, oh yeah, but just like so you'd it, rather like read the um, pivotal like cliffhanger moments rather than yeah the action, watch them. especially like a war book, I guess I don't know because mm-hmm. um, like I read, but uh, also I think both of us right now are just talking about the experience that we didn't get to have that we would so we were saying we'd rather have that so there's also that true play. true 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 because i watched game of thrones and i watched harry potter mm-hmm. before reading both of those book series and i just feel like i got kind of more out of the book series because i could not have to worry like slow down and worry about like what is this person who is this person oh that's what a good is this point. place you know because i already knew I, that's a good point i don't know anyways so did you like the series as much as you like the book or mm. I liked the TV series, I should say. I really, really enjoyed the TV series. I watched it with a really good buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like, it was during college, like after class, we'd come back and like watch an episode or two episodes. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like a really great bonding experience. Um, and this has been a really great bonding experience, just like, you know, reading with you and then getting together and talking about it. Yeah. I will say one thing with the mini series, uh, kind of going back to what I was talking about was like, I did have like a greater understanding of like, you know, what does the scene look like? And then also it was nice to like see the, uh, the actors, you know, and be able to like, cause there's a lot of names and a lot of private this and yes, like commander which this got really confusing for me yeah. not having to see. And that. so it's, it's, the... it's much easier to keep that straight when like you have a face, um, you know, in the first chapter or whatever, that guy who's their their lead commander in Georgia who everyone hates. Sobel. Sobel. He's played by Ross from Friends. Yeah, Ross. Yeah, and, dude, and I found that is, out later and I was like, oh. Dude, it's funny. just hilarious because it's like, that was kind of fun to like read in the book and like learn a little bit more details about that. But like, it's just a, a perfect casting. And so like, you know, in that way, the show is like really nice and you know, I had that in my head reading the book, of course. Mm-hmm. They even kind of look similar because I looked up the cast like after I read the book and just trying to put names to faces and stuff like that. And um, yeah, uh, what did you say his name was for Friends? I never watched Friends. Ro- Ross? Rose. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that I'm Ross make the guy, joke that, one more time. That Ross actor and um, Sobel, Lieutenant Sobel, mm-hmm. kind of look similar. So like good casting there and... I don't know. Um, Band of Brothers. Yeah, so let's jump into it. Let's jump let's, into let's it. Go, let's go. So if you don't know, this point book by point. is about World War II. It's about, I have the Wikipedia brought up so we don't have to butcher uh, this company name. This book is about E Company, 2nd Battalion, 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment. And of the 101st Airborne Division. Yeah. And so the book goes and just jumps right into boot camp. And then it takes us to uh, D Day. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say Normandy. And then Battle. D Day. Oh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was like a second battle, and I couldn't remember when I was 
prepping for this. I think the I think the thing after D Day was it wasn't Battle of the Bulge. That was the last. No, no, battle no. They it was at. they went to the Netherlands. There was like an island, mm. right? Mm. Regardless, it takes us to. I was I was thinking about this on the the way over here. Um, instead of kind of going through like the campaign piece by piece, because that's like pretty historical. I was kind of thinking about just like talking about scenes that like kind of stuck with you yeah sure i was just trying to give an overview mm -hmm. of like how this is um yeah so it's set up boot camp Mm d-day a second battle we can't remember sorry um and battle of the bulge and then it gets to the ending where they actually go into like deep into germany right Mm -hmm. i guess they're in berlin like if you pull up like a uh, a map of like their actual tour it, that that helps a lot because it kind of functions as like a timeline um, for the book itself. But yeah, like I think I thought they went and they had to go free some town in the Netherlands as their second battle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Pull this up. They definitely went into Netherlands. Good recall. Points to Levi. Oh, baby. I could just see this picture. Just hit images, Holmes. Well. Austin likes to get verified amazing information. It's just not pulling up like that. All right, here we go. Yeah, there we go. And, I mean, the subtitle in the book is uh, E Company's 506 Regiment, 101st Airborne, From Normandy to Hitler's Eagle Nest. Yes. They did not go in a straight line. And, yeah, speaking of the Netherlands, so there's one moment in the Netherlands where, since we want to talk about scenes, um, there was a moment in the Netherlands where they just liberated these people, and all the people in that little town that they liberated from, the Nazis, um, came out and we're super excited to see our soldiers and we're giving them th- like, you know, food and drinks and just being super hospitable. And they said something in the book like we were we're so grateful. We were hoping and praying that you were going to show up. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how you feel about war, but I have a lot of like isolationist views. Like I don't want war ever i think war is kind of unnecessary at this point as far as you know bang bang shoot them up type war um but like reading you know all these people and like the like the emotions that um you know they just couldn't control being liberated and just the seeing american soldiers and being so happy and finally getting rid of you know the nazis like it kind of challenged my isolationist views you know what i'm saying i'm like oh i guess I don't know. I guess even if people are suffering in some other type part of the world, maybe we should still do something about that. Or like, you know, I I don't know. How do you feel about war and stuff like that? When you hear those things, it's like, oh, yeah, we're doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's like there's always just going to be evil in the world. And if it's verifiable evil, like something like Nazism then it's it's okay but like a lot of the war, wars we've been entangled with in the middle east you know probably have nothing yeah to do it's with a little us. bit more about oil you know <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of like i don't know if i i agree with that kind of stuff um but you know as for as long as there's evil and there's people doing things that you know are verifiably evil then i think 
you know, as a very, very powerful nation, you know, we we have some agency there and we can actually lend a helping hand. So yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I'm pro-war, but like... I just feel like all disputes from all country to country disputes can be handled diplomatically. You know, it's just a communication issue. And now with this, mod- <laughs> like, really, and now that we're living in modern times, it's like, okay, there's kind of no excuse that we can't communicate and see, okay, well, what does this country want? Why are they mad at this other country? Uh, can we not come to a compromise? Can we not come to an agreement? You know, and then that's when you're like, okay, yeah. well, if you're not going to play ball with us, um, sanctions. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, cost you money hit them where it hurts because it's like you can have so many rules on the playground but eventually some kid's gonna get punched you know it's like no matter what that's like a education or communication issue i feel like like because that yeah it is but which can be fixed without you're 100 percent right people this this is an ideal but is it real (laughs) i don't know i think i think it could be could be i think it's definitely achievable especially as we move towards globalization but that was just this book really challenged my yeah. isolationist. I mean, it, now it, I'm like ah, I don't know. There's just a lot of ideologies. I mean, even religion. It's like what you preached goes directly against what I preach. And then you've got like you know in terms of economics, where it's like what you think is a successfully run economic country goes against everything I want. And both people are going to argue that their position is better, right? Sure. And so it's just kind of like. You know how do how do you let both of those flourish if they're coming from the same ground? Mm. You know, so I don't know. Which I, sounds like again to me a communication problem, an education <laughs> issue, like an education issue. Yeah, but like, who's 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 educating? True. You know, like who's educating who, and for what reasons? I just feel like there's got to be there's got to come a time there's going to come a time where people we teach you know critical thinking and we teach i mean even this book is from a very like american perspective true it's like from it's a propaganda book from the dutch perspective like you know they came in and stole my shit and like you know demanded beer you know like i don't know probably not but like that was another thing i was gonna the looting the the looting did you know about that before we the shows okay uh I thought it was interesting how they like uh, talked about how in the Netherlands everyone was super happy, but when they liberated France, all the French people like stayed inside yeah. <laughs> and didn't come out. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, what do you they called them about dirty? That? That was <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> like, the French people were dirty. We didn't like them. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, but did so. I was going to ask you since you had watched the show. Did the show uh, kind of hide the looting at all, or did they hide <sighs> anything? like that's testing the recall a little bit um i think there was definitely looting but it wasn't like the show it was like very it seemed so inconsequential because it's like an abandoned town with holes all in the wall and like someone finds something and takes it you know it it felt more like people collecting keepsakes from like tough battles than like whereas in the book yeah in the book it was like you know everything and anything the looting took me back like i was like whoa oh, makes sense though man uh, dude, it makes shit. sense like, and it's like you can't really blame them i mean they've given up you know a lot to be there yeah. fighting for us and they get paid nothing yeah, like much. dude did you i looked up because i was curious like modern day wages mm-hmm. and like this is not me talking shit in any f- way or form or anything like that but it's just it just seems not enough money seems like not enough money mm-hmm. to be made and, like, and then it makes you wonder where all our military budgets going 
<laughs> yeah for real though <laughs> yeah because <laughs> even today i'm pretty sure you just start out at like 15 dollars an hour basically if you're yeah like, it's like into the military right now it's like two thousand dollars a month it's 1800 a month yeah. or something and i'm just kind of like okay what's the tax situation on this and is it like is everything in their life keep all that yeah it's <laughs> paid for or like then i don't no, know not really i mean i feel like you can live on base for relatively like rent free but yeah yeah it was astounding i was just kind of like oh man like just another level of like respect yeah so if they want to loot pillage dude for sure come to my house i'll give you anything you want (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they i thought it was kind of cool what they were keeping they kept like a lot of uh like nazi memorabilia and and luger specifically their gun that the germans had i mean it's like a sign it's like scalping someone it's like a sign that like i did this you know Yeah, definitely i didn't see like that but now i guess i feel like if you walked into somebody's grandparents house and they had like a whole bunch of nazi shit everywhere from world war ii canceled yeah canceled <laughs> just post a picture on it used Twitter to be a sign it. that you yeah. canceled yeah, yeah, nazis yeah. now it's a sign that you are nazis yeah. well i'm pretty <laughs> sure that's like in a family guy episode they find that old guy herbert's basement yeah he's a nazi because he has all this nazi memorabilia be yeah. funny if he's just like no i just looted him <laughs> i just <laughs> looted <laughs> i'm just a klepto i <laughs> can't help it yeah that took me back i wrote that down in my notes um what else uh, happened at the Eagle's Nest? They even stole, like, Hitler's transport vehicle or something like that. Oh, yeah. I'd be taking all of his shit. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure they didn't even know at first that it was his yeah. vehicle. And they got told later, and they're like, you got to turn that over. And they're like, <laughs> well, let's test this bulletproof car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. They even have a picture in the book of uh, a soldier standing on top of the car. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, we I think we have the same exact book. The picture inserts are good. Yeah, I wish it was more. True, but it would be a big ass book. I think if they had a bunch of pictures in there. Yeah, another part of that when they finally infiltrated Berlin and they were looting all the German stuff because they found like a like a German. How would you describe that? Like a German headquarters or safe haven where they yeah. just like Hitler and then like all of his. Like, what, was that Goebbels' house? Yeah. Was it yeah, like a thing? Yeah. So. But like they just had like this little section of this city, I guess, that was just like Hitler and all his higher ups lived there. Yeah. And that's what they looted most. And they found like a treasure treasure trove of liquor and got sauced up. I it, thought that was fun. Was that story um the story about like uh I can't remember who was the commanding officer, but he had like a problem of people drinking in his like unit and like someone like he was like no more wine and like Ooh. someone was drinking wine and he, he was like tried to talk to him and he back talked and then he just like Ooh. aced him in the head. Oh, yeah. You remember that? And yeah. then it was like, and then he, like, I think that was before the world war had actually ended though. I think that was kind of like in the, towards the middle of the book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. It just made me think of it. Cause they were, you were talking about like the liquor <laughs> shelves. I remember reading that just being like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause you know, those cold blooded stuff went down. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Bring it back to the liquor. Uh, when <laughs> they times. found this treasure trove of liquor, because like, and I thought it was also interesting that like when they had went up into Hitler's uh, house or whatever, uh, they found so much of other countries' shit. Like, all this shit that came from other countries because all these leaders were coming to Hitler and, like, bowing, bending the knee. 
they're bowing down, bending the knee, and then giving him gifts. So, and it wasn't just like, you know, um, or he was know, just taking plaque it. or whatever. Well, that's, what, I'm pretty sure that's what they said. Like, because Winston Churchill met him there at like mm. his, it might not have been Churchill, but the English PM at the time went and saw Hitler and like some other, they mentioned some other world leader that went and saw him there. And then all that liquor that they found was also uh, from many different countries. Yeah. And they found it, and then... I can't remember. Did they say that that was, like, pre-war stuff? Yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, when Hitler was trying to be a diplomat. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. We're just building up our economy, but I kind of want to take <laughs> the Netherlands. I kind of want to take... And I don't like the Jews. <laughs> Belgium, and I don't like the Jews. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was funny... Uh, after they found all that liquor, the head commanding officer or whatever was like, all right, nobody drinking. And he's, they say in the book, like nobody drink, but really they knew everybody was going to drink and it wasn't going to be enforced. Like, yeah. you, Hey, why are you drunk? They were just like, Hey, we have to say this. So like, if you get in deep trouble, we're like, we told them not to yeah. drink. Yeah. But then they had a big old party and got super wasty pants. In Berlin, in Berlin, like right after the war, they celebrated the war, and and then they stayed there for like a long time. Yeah, yeah. And Techno's never left. That's when it happened. That's when it started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. What else? Oh, so you wanted to? You got to the time, or you're talking about the time where somebody was drunk? I was just. I was just in the head. like throughout reading the book. It's just interesting to just see like how cold-blooded it was yeah. where it was like yeah if someone if people are if you've got a drinking problem and it's like you just kill you someone talk an officer in front of a whole yeah it's like company. no one's really thinking about that guy and no one's gonna like talk because it's like it's just a wash yeah. and then like i think there was one scene where like someone was going up ahead this is like early on in the book too someone was going up ahead to look at something and he was like tall and he got like sniped in the neck. Yeah. And everyone's like, he's done for. And like, he ended up living. <laughs> yeah. And was like, fuck y'all. Yeah, he was pissed because <laughs> he was like, I remember that when they said that he, I was done for and that I wasn't going to survive. Yeah. Well, I survived. <laughs> I survived. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it's just crazy though because it's like the whole time I'm reading, I'm like, I'm evaluating like all the guys that I know and, or like, you know, men or women I know both can be soldiers now, but like, just like, you know, how would everyone react in like times of war? You know, um, I was, I was thinking about that a lot, especially at the beginning parts of the book where they're training. I was just thinking about my soccer team and like, um, you know, they were talking about like everyone knew each other based off their silhouette. Yeah. And I was thinking like, they knew each other so deeply that they yeah. could like figure people out who they were even in the dark. And like, I would play soccer with no contacts or glasses. <laughs> like reading that part like kind of like you knew how people moved yeah you know, like your team i was just like oh i know who that is based yeah. off of based this off the players, weird yeah. criteria which was like funny to me to like read that and yeah. like you know just like i you know not trying to um like compare sports to you know being but it, you can it's, but it's, you a, can, band, yeah. it's a band of brothers I it mean, is you, be, you become brothers with the people on your sports team for yeah, sure and the whole time i'm reading you know this book or watching any war movie or anything like that i'm just sitting there like could i do this like you know like what would it be like if me and austin were like in the trenches you know or like you know so I, and the whole time i'm reading things like this i'm just thinking about like how cold-blooded it is and um 
yeah one like another thing not to hog the conversation but another thing that i was thinking about was um uh, one of the guys was like writing back to his mom and his mom was like freaked out about like i actually have that quote i think yeah yeah go ahead and read it then yeah uh so the guy is writing his mother a letter and his mom's just like you know basically you know sad that he's gone wanting him back home and he sends his mom the letter and it's to something of the effect that's like you don't want me to die but you want to win the war and send other sons to die he's like i'm gl- i'm here yeah. and i mean you 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 want this war to end okay well this is this is the sad yeah. reality of war you, you want someone send, else's son to you, die yeah, or you like have to send your sons to war yeah and I, I just thought that was really really good because it was like it just showed the mindset of like well i'm doing this so other people don't have to die you know what I mean? I'm doing this from like a protective nature. Really selfless. And then like I don't I don't remember if they say this in the in the miniseries or in the book, but at, there, there's one point where the idea upon like like he's trying to stress like you're already dead, and like the moment you realize you're already dead, the better you'll be at surviving. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like it made me think like in my own head at least where I was like man like being in war is hell yeah. and like you just fight your way back out of it but you're already dead you're already in hell on earth so it's like you're just fighting your way back out of it yeah it said something in the book like at first all these men felt that oh i can't die this won't happen to me Mm -hmm. and then they say they move past that to thinking oh crap that can happen (laughs) to me and then it even moves past that and it's and it's okay it will happen to me and it's just like so matter of fact yeah. Like they were all ready to die. D Day. Yeah. yeah. D Day is insane. Yeah. I didn't realize like how messed up they were. Cause like everybody missed their mark. Everybody was just yeah. like struggling. <laughs> like everyone was like on their own mission. Well, it was just so chaotic. There's yeah. so much chaos going in that, that of course you're going to have a tremendous amount of mess ups and nothing's going to go right. It says in the book that 10 to 20% of the men that crash d-day um had a mental break within the week oh yeah we're defective sure. we're defective after that 10 to 20 percent of the men i mean even that's probably a strong number yeah, but i mean think about that think you know 100 men go to d-day 20 of them have a mental I mean, break within the week <laughs> they're like oh <laughs> i mean it starts out you're jumping out of a plane and people are shooting at you yeah that's what it starts well, out as <laughs> before that while they're in the air they're getting shot down planes all around them were getting Jeez. hit and can and you falling. even like that's the, the whole it's time so i'm reading that the whole yeah exactly the whole time i'm reading it it's just like We've seen it in movies and everything, and it's like, but can you actually imagine being in a plane, the plane next to you just gets shot down, you're getting shoved out, they're shooting holes through your parachute, and you're just like, I'm trying to hit my spot. And they hit hard. Yeah. <laughs> they hit hard. And everyone lands, in, and then it's like the first thing you got to do is like find someone else who you slightly know, and you find don't know. Find somebody yeah. else, find cover, you know, just. Gosh. Yeah. Dude, just mad respect. Yeah. Mad, like, ultimate mad respect, because it's just so insane. Yeah. <laughs> it just blows my mind the whole time I'm reading it. Another little uh, fun stat, if I can find it. Okay, so it says, um, they said in the book that these men, as soon as they get thrusted into war, they reach their peak performance within 90 days. Uh, 90 days, you start to decline. Mm-hmm. Like, you start to become hesitant, you start... Um, just not being able to do your duty, freeze up, you're not giving a shit, you become let like you can't hit 
targets as much, et cetera, et cetera. And the easy company at the battle of the bulge had reached like 155 days. Mm -hmm. So they were already way past their limits on like what they should be handling. And that whole stretch, that whole stretch was just brutal, just brutal. Cause they got tossed into the situation, um, without any like cold weather gear. They're in the freezing cold. Freezing cold. They have, they're surrounded, so they can't get any supplies hardly. Mm-mm. And they're just waiting and waiting and Sitting waiting. Sitting in a hole, not being able to move, or else you're going to get shot. Yeah. Is that, is that <laughs> during the same part? I'm switching, a little, I'm switching gears a little bit. Is that during the same part of the book where um, like a German soldier goes to take a shit? Yeah. I mean... Maybe. I don't know, but that is a funny story. Continue that story. <laughs> yeah, so like he we kinda got lost, right? Yeah, he got lost. I can't remember if that and like That was before the winter. It was, was before yeah, it was okay, the second, okay, okay. second battle that they were in. Anyway. Yeah, those all those like nighttime things. Yeah. Um I was actually talking to a friend of mine, Caleb, and uh, he was like, the only thing I remember from that book is like, don't smoke cigarettes at night because it's like <laughs> it lights up, you know? And yeah, like all these trigger. weird like Actually, cigarettes throughout the book were kind of like a, a topic of like the British have terrible cigarettes, the Dutch have yeah. good cigarettes. Like, but hey, you can get, imagine if you're put in such a yeah. stressful, chaotic situation. I, I want a cigarette. I yeah. wanted a cigarette right after I read the book. <laughs> I had a couple. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. I mean, and yeah, they just had to get down on some ciggies. But I thought it was also funny talking about like how men could see the cigarette light. Uh, the cherry, I guess. Mm. Um, that other guy that like came back to his lieutenant and was like, "Hey, lieutenant, you see that tree over there, like a mile away? It wasn't there yesterday." Mm. You, you remember what I'm talking about? No. I'm yeah, not. there's there's a scene in the book where uh, this guy comes up to his officer and he's like, "Hey, see that tree way over there? It was literally like yeah. over a mile away." And he was like, "I guess." And he was like, "Well, it wasn't there yesterday." It wasn't there yesterday, bro. And uh, he was like, get the fuck out of here. And so he investigated it. And he was like, oh, it does seem a little weird around there. And then they investigated it some more. And they saw that the Germans were creeping up on them. Oh. And, like, they created a whole, like, New forest. Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah. created a whole little spot where they were finna attack. Mm. And they had to call in an airstrike. And it was all because this guy that... It was the mountaineer guy yeah, that yeah, they talk yeah. about, like, yeah. grew up in the mountains and was, like, super in tune with nature and could figure all these things out. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Did you read the foreword, by the way? Uh, I didn't no, read it. I'm bad at reading <laughs> forewords. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Honestly, I would have read it if it wasn't Tom Hanks. I was mm. just kind of like, what's Tom know? So Tom Hanks, he produced the show. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, him and Spielberg produced the show. Okay, okay. And then also another thing. That makes sense now. Yeah, speaking of Tom Hanks, he, could you pick, do you, did you pick up that the story of Saving Private Ryan uh, came from this book? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's a, there's a story in this book where. Um, well, I knew it was the, the same three brothers. people. Well, oh, really? I didn't know that. I Isn't it the 101st? I don't know. I haven't watched Saving Private Ryan in so long. Yeah, me neither. I just know I like was reading this book and they t- tell a story about how four brothers went to war and three of them like immediately died. So they had to find yeah. the fourth brother to send him home. And they said the mother got all three like letters that same their day son died on the same day. 
Can you imagine? First one's devastating enough. Then yeah. the second one comes through. You're through. And then the third one comes through. Like, your life's over. Like, at that point, you're like, yeah. All the whole family's gone. All my sons are gone. Well, I guess I should have read the foreword because I would have learned some things. Maybe he's like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did the movie. He yeah. produced he the show. He loves the World War II movies. He also yeah. just did that uh, submarine, German submarine movie that nobody was what talking was about because it came out like as soon as we went on lockdown. Mm, I, I didn't watch I it. I can't even remember the title. I think it went straight to iTunes or something. <laughs> iTunes. Yeah, it is hot. We're going to take a shirt off break here. Oh, man. I'm going to have to put the hair up. Oh, this hair. You don't get it. You know when you get, like, sweat, like, behind your kneecap? That's when you know it's hot. That's when you know it's hot. Yeah. Yeah, I'll talk to you. So how does this... How does this rank? We've we've read at least two that I know of of the same World War Two books. So like we read. Let me take it back. Speaking of um, gentlemen of Moscow, <laughs> brain fart. Gentlemen of Moscow, and you kind of touched up on this with the camaraderie aspect that you got from your sports soccer team. Mm. Um, I actually stopped and was thinking about this at the very beginning of the book when they're talking about boot camp and such. They were talking about their camaraderie that they had with their with their fellow men that they were, you know, putting through all the stress through boot camp and you know, they ended up becoming brothers and they just really hit it home how close they were. Take that in contrast with a gentleman in Moscow where they were like over there, they're all forced to uh call each other comrades yes secrecy and, and, and everyone's it, and trying it's to like, like tattle on everyone yeah and else. it's like you're not a comrade over there that's pseudo Dude, false point. camaraderie like that and so like going from that to this i was like no no it's a whole new meaning of camaraderie you're picking up on it <laughs> no that's actually i i didn't i didn't connect that dot so clearly but that's such a good point yeah but i don't know i don't you need shared experience to really it's it's not it's not obvious to me that um let me say let me say this right the russian army i'm sure has very strong camaraderie no russian Russian bureaucracy just like american politics definitely no not not at all but so so every day-to-day citizen maybe yeah but like how you really become close to somebody, you can find this in Sebastian Junger's book, Tribe. Um, you have shared experience. And yeah. usually those shared experiences need to be really tough and difficult because that's when you, you know your true self comes out. That's when you know, that's that's when you see who's real, who's fake, what's bullshit, what's not bullshit. And when you're put through a really stressed experience and you share that with somebody, yeah. that's what builds camaraderie. And so, yeah, I was just like comparing the two from gentlemen in Moscow and, you know, like having to call everyday citizens comrade. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, are you, are you a comrade? Do you really share yeah. like a selfless love for this? But were you, are you willing to die for this person? But I think, I think Russian soldiers for sure. sure. Any, I mean, any cause soldier, there's, cause there's arguments that Russia won the war and it's like a pretty strong argument. The Cold War? No, like they won World War Two. Oh. Like if without them, like everyone would have gotten crushed. And people like to say, well, we, Hitler was stupid for trying to split up his army and go east yes, and west. But like, I mean, they held it down. I've seen a couple of history channels, and uh, <laughs> are those the ones that talk about space aliens? No, but like, uh, what is it, Len- Leningrad? 
uh, the battle there. Um, I don't know. Sure, I mean, the Russian all of it. All of it was like yeah. you know, all of it was Battle of the Bulge winter. Yeah. Like, well, sure. terrible. I mean, that's why we had those two world powers, mm-hmm. Russia and America, going head to head for the next few decades in the Cold China, War. Man, watch out. Yeah, sigh. We don't. Let's not get into another China discussion. Nonetheless, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, I don't know. So, uh, speaking of. You brought up earlier how cold war was and like how uh, officer just got disrespected uh, and talked shit to by this guy that was drunk and he told him not to be drunk and he shot him. But then there was another uh, scene later on in the book. It was post-war that um, this guy ended up shooting like three officers or two officers mm-hmm. and then like a guy that the company really, really liked. Like this was like friendly fire. This was like, you know, and so this guy ends up shooting three officers. He's drunk off his ass. He shoots three of his own people and then he takes off. He takes off and, you know, word gets around to the company and the company's pissed beyond belief because he took specifically one of these kids lives that like everybody loved everybody mm. loved this guy and he killed him and so the company goes out on a mad search to find this guy and they find one of our u.s soldiers the same guy that killed these three guys raping some like swedish woman or danish woman so like raping a woman and they beat the absolute shit out of him and it was it would have been so easy to just put a bullet in this guy's head but none of them wanted to and Stefan Ambrose, his his, his idea was that none of this company was willing to put a bullet in this guy's head that rightfully deserved it mm-hmm. because they were so sick and through of war. And I got chills when like he said that because I was like, that's so deep. I mean, that's so heavy. Yeah. All these battle-ridden, hardened men just had all the right, all the moral stand to put a bullet in this guy's head for killing three of their own people and raping a woman, of course. And they just couldn't do it. Beat the shit out of them, of course, but none of them wanted to pull the trigger. Yeah. Well, I mean, that just kind of goes to one of those things where it's like, is it letting them off easy, killing them? You know, and we you see this in, it's like the exoskeleton of every, like, movie or anything like that. It's just like you're not even worth it. Like you're going to suffer and you're going to have to live with this, you know? And like, is that, is that at play or what do you think? How would I go? I'm gonna go with the theory that they just couldn't do it because one guy actually tried to do it in his gun jammed. I should Mm -hmm. take that back. I should, I should say that at least one guy tried to shoot the perpetrator, but his gun jammed. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think, I think it would have been so easy for them to kill him. And I don't think it was like a, no, he deserves to rot in prison because what was would you have done it back then? Would I have killed him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Would you, I've, would I've, you have been I've, that guy in I've Batman where I'm going to do two. what y'all should have did 15 <laughs> minutes ago and throw the little thing overboard? <laughs> oh, Batman! <laughs> you know what I'm talking about Dark Knight yeah, yeah, when they're Batman. on those boats. Yeah, it took me a second. Yeah, that's classic. That um, is a classic moment. Yeah, I don't see, know. I don't know, like. I don't, I don't think I would have just off the principle of like, you know, you just, it makes you evil too. You're a participant in this and like, 
I could see just see a situation where they're just like so done with war, yeah. especially because but that is what's disturbing, though, is that like, you know, and that's what I'm saying about the looting and about like what's what's the other country's perspectives where it's like, OK, you liberated us. But then also like you raped my friend or, you know, like <laughs> yeah, something you like this toll I had that I was worth. Yeah. Or you took my things and you 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 know, busted up my house and you threw a bottle against my wall and like, you should be grateful because we liberated you. And like, you know, it's, it's tough like being American because, you know, we do try to help a lot of people and like we do a lot of things, but that, that, that kind of stuff happens. And like, it always like, you know, it's just kind of like, do we even need to be in other people's space? You know? And I'm, and I think I'm in World like War II no. scenario, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But like in modern day scenarios, I'm not exactly sure because it's like the evil is getting a little bit more under the rug and a little bit more covert and a little bit more like. I I fully believe that we'll probably never have another world war where we're using guns and bombs and missiles. And <laughs> Meanwhile, stuff. we all have nuclear weapons pointed that's at each why. other. That's why. And yeah. that's exactly why. I don't think it's anybody's. Like that Einstein quote <laughs> that yeah. World War Three will be fought with uh sticks and stones or something like that like world war three oh, yeah, will be yeah, nuclear yeah, weapons world war four will be like sticks and yeah, stones. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely and, I th- and that's exactly why i believe that we're never going to have another world war on this scale where we're using stake. yeah it's it's literally a situation where there's three people in a room and everybody has a gun pointed to the other's head yeah. So as soon as somebody pulls the trigger, you're all dead. We're all dead. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as something like that pops off, that's why, why everything's the billionaires just cold. Are leaving? <laughs> that's why everything's just cold. We have a cold war against China right now. We have an information war against Russia. Like, it's just all cold. Yeah. I can't see a situation where we get in another world war like this. Nothing's God. colder than those beans, though. At Battle of the Bones, <laughs> dude. Every time they said they were eating beans, I was like, "This sucks, dude." These guys eat cold beans every dude. meal. <laughs> yeah. The rations, man. The that would rations. be so bad. Oof. I just like, ah, man. I just think they're like they're losing fingers. They're like eating beans. <laughs> tough it life. Just so tough bad, life dude. out here. It did, and I'm so thankful for them. I'm so thankful. I wonder for how all soldiers, soldiers have it now. We should have had a soldier on the cast. Christian, yeah, Christian was uh, my friend. Christian, he spent I want to say f- at least five years, maybe six years in the army, and he uh, has his went to airborne school. So mm-hmm. I mean, he would have been a good. He's got his wings. Here. He's got his wings, and he even told me that like it's so bad on the knees jumping out of airplanes, and I so like hearing him say that to me you know years ago and then reading this book where it was hurting their knees and like having to like jump out i'm like i'm sure yeah and their equipment was not nearly (laughs) as good yeah exactly but it's like it's weird because um you know coming out of the depression and going into this you know we were everyone was a poor kind of you know country and like I, i look at you know, mini series like this or books like this, uh, World War II stuff. And then I like reference it against what I know about like modern war. And like, it seems like we got it made because it's like you watch like modern war stuff going on in Af- Afghanistan. Like we're not wanting for anything. It's like our guys are like legit. Yeah. Beefed up, eating good, like have great equipment, high tech, everything. And I'm kind of like, you know, will we ever go back to this? Like, just like, I mean, I'm sure I'm just talking out of my ass and I'm sure there's modern day th- situations where they're like out in the really hills struggling. where they're like rationing and like yeah. waiting to get picked up. But it seems like we're so efficient. Like, and it seems like modern war is just not what it used to be, you know? Mm. 
Yeah. I've often had this thought experiment of like, okay, would you rather be fighting with spears and swords or would you rather be fighting with bullets and bombs? Spears and swords. Do you think that? See, I'm thinking we've got it good with the bullets and bombs because can you know, imagine I feel getting like I've got like an arm just like <laughs> not even severed, just like big old gash in your arm yeah. from a knife like halfway through your I bicep. think I've just got a better chance of surviving cuz I can Maybe I don't <laughs> I don't know. I mean it's like that classic Indiana Jones You're getting like thing a fighting chance. Where it's like there's the guy with the sword and the and the guy with the gun just like boop boop <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, yeah you're like, definitely getting a fighting chance well, that's when what, you have a sword. Well that's what's scary about the guns thing is like they're just like marching have, really having having a good time and then it's like you might be the first, you know, guy to just get aced and then everybody's like Oh, get down! You know, it's like at least with swords, it's like I see you for at least twenty minutes. I can reflect on my life and <laughs> while you come at me, not twenty minutes, but twenty seconds. Yeah. You know, it's like I feel like I got a chance a little bit. Yeah, you definitely have more of a fighting chance with swords and stuff. But I just feel like it's so freaking gruesome with swords. Oh yeah, it's definitely gruesome. Getting I just mean, sliced or stabbed, and then the like civil those are, some war. of those aren't like killing blows those from those swords. So you're still just like, dude, <laughs> the civil war was fought in the mud with bayonets yeah like after like two or three shots it's yeah, like cool. okay now we're stabbing each other with our guns mm. the civil war sounds rough yeah isn't that our most deadly war like killed well, the most yeah because we're killing all each other yeah, yeah. it was six hundred thousand or something yeah ridiculous. hundreds of thousands right yeah insane. but that war sounded terrible insane and then like prior to that motherfuckers were just like lining up and just like <laughs> reload yeah. wearing bright reload. red <laughs> yeah what a, like Jesus that's what's crazy God. that is like, the dumbest thing how how pretentious do you have to be to be like well we're so fucking civilized we're just gonna stand in front of each other with a gun what a weird time and, of life too and it's like it's weird to see how the cycles will go like you know i wonder what people will say about our warfare now a hundred years from now primitive Sticks and stones. It's gonna be all robots, isn't it? Like our robots versus your robots. It's gonna be robots versus robots. I just I don't see a situation where we're just like bombing things and stuff. Dude, I think it's gonna be. It robots. would definitely go down to robots, though. It's gotta like, be robos versus robos. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's gotta be. But fought where? Where are we doing this fighting? The moon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on the moon, yeah. China. <laughs> yeah. I would like to go back to the days where you had champion versus champion. I want champion Dude. versus champion. That would be awesome. Get your brightest China. We'll have our brightest China. Dude, Biden versus Putin. Oh, Ooh. God. Putin being Biden's ass that would handedly. Be, imagine if Biden's just like Master Yoshi, though. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, oh, you're just like a little freak. <laughs> uh, could be. Could be. We don't know. I, I, would, take, know. I would take Harris over Putin. Oh, yeah? Harris is whooping the shit out of Putin. Yeah. Yeah. She's a black She's woman. She's ruthless. She's a black woman, of course. I'm not going to get in that. She I'm not getting in those weeds. Up. but She would fuck him up. Yeah, I'm not getting in those weeds, but... Get in these weeds with me. We'll chop them down together. I just have no idea. I just, <laughs> I just went to... But yeah, uh, that would be cool if we had a champion versus champion. Who I went to be, a dark who, place where... Uh, you know the little Khabib? That little baby that yeah. looks 40? He's, he's 18, actually. He's not a baby. I know. Isn't crazy, that so right? weird? <laughs> crazy, right? I just I went. I do love that little video of the. Are you talking about the little baby Russian? The two yeah, little yeah, yeah, young yeah. Russians. Yeah, I watched a couple of like best moments of this kid. 
incredible yeah anyway we're getting way off topic fun, but fun fun who I, would i was gonna i mean i was gonna ask who would be us's champion it's not john cena don't fucker gosh. dude that was crazy what a that guy's perfect dude perfect uh, that was so bad yeah it was like the worst for people all who don't know. Se- yeah, Cena said that Taiwan. Um, all he said is was, a country. Will be th- no, no, no. He didn't say he was a country. It wasn't like a political stand. He was in an interview, and John Cena said uh, Taiwan will be the first country to see the new Fast movie. Oh, is that exactly what he said? That's it. And yeah, for those of you who don't know, China that. doesn't recognize Taiwan as a country, and everyone else does, but. I think I read something China's like... China's trying to take over Taiwan. Put it that way. And Hong Kong. And Hong and Kong. And they'll get Hong Kong back. But Taiwan is like a... Sip- a sovereign country. Yeah, it's whole, completely. Whole, all the way through. And so... But like Chinese people don't recognize that. And China got mad at Cena. Bout canceled fast. And they're like the biggest... Like it made like 140 million or something. Yeah. It and made like a lot of... 100 of it or something was from China. Yeah. And so, in perfect Chinese, he just grovels to them. And it was just like... Cock. It was just That hard. boy, a cock. It was hard to watch. It was it's, hard It's to watch. super hard to watch. I mean, we grew up on him watching yeah. wrestling. Da, and, da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> I was just can't like, see me, dude. I, and we can't see you dude. because you're a fucking cock. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck that guy. That was, that was pretty tough. And like... I try to explain that to people, like, because I live there. Huge pivotal I lived there for a, a year, cultural changing and it's like, moment. I love China, but also like, they're moving in. Yeah, no, they already have. <laughs> it's like they they already yeah. have. So it's just kind of like you know, to what extent do you want to participate in that? You know, and it's like it's such a disgusting realization for me, at least, how bought people can be. Yeah, like all the all these LeBron, US companies, Cena, just, uh, like. And it's because of money. It is. And it's that's money. so disgusting to hey, me. Hey, I, I work for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude, enough. like same exact sure reason. Enough. And just like, I mean, damn, you know, it's it's tough to like go along with this. I'm probably going to get fired or whatever. <laughs> sometimes, I don't know if you ever have this thought, but sometimes I feel bad for f- buying like ch- a Chinese product. And then I'm like, no, I shouldn't feel well, bad about here's this. The thing. Com- I shouldn't have to worry about this. Companies should be the ones that should feel bad for doing business with China, not the individual. It's the same but, argument for like, oh, I feel bad because I'm using a plastic straw. No, 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 no. Be mad at all these companies dumping pollution into yeah. our atmosphere. I mean, that's on us, though. We're just so lazy. <clears throat> and like, we're so individualistic in our country the bad thing about that is everybody hates themselves. So they don't try to get like better things for themselves. And then they hate our country, but really they kind of just hate themselves. Whereas like in China, it's like, are you talking about products? No, I'm just talking about work. Hmm. Like just, I'm going to take a factory job in China. It's I'm going to take a factory job because I love my country here. It's like, I'm going to take a factory job because like, ugh, like that's freedom, baby. But like you, that's freedom, baby. Back to back World War champs, by God, <laughs> my God. But it's there's a there's a big like uh, self hatred and uh, sure. laziness problem. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know everything for sure. What I do. What I am hesitant to do is be like, 
oh, like I hate, I don't hate China at all. Have you ever? Like, I love China, and Chinese people are dope. Yeah, but like, I mean, what? I, what I'll stop you right there because yeah. I can't stand seeing all over the internet when people are like, yeah, fuck China for X, Y, Z, and people are like. No, 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 no. Everybody feels like they have the fucking white knight. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not, not China, not the Chinese people, the Chinese government. I'm like, I'm so sick of seeing that. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, We're just going to say China. We all know we don't mean Chinese people. <laughs> well, I love it, Chinese people. I mean, it's crazy. People do it to us, too. Like... Yeah, people all the time are like, oh, fuck America. Dude, you're, you're for, either for like... political pro- reasons, but like you're grouping in these people, but nobody ever says, yeah. well, North American people. You're either loved, like super loved, or like very uh, um, hated. Yeah, what is it? You either uh, die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> that was not... You stop it. Uh, dude, when she went slick back hair, I was like, it's over. <laughs> dude, it's over. Uh, let me see. I'm just checking my notes and seeing. Oh yeah, else. we got a little time. Any any final thoughts? How many? What what's your score on this? I will give it four parachutes out of five. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll mirror that score. Um, excellent book. I really 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 enjoy Stephen E. Ambrose. I think that and he's um, he's got a lot of good history books and. This was one that I hadn't read of his because, yeah. you know, um, I had seen the show and I'm glad that, yeah. like, you brought it up. And Stefan was a great writer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, because, you know, I always like asking this question after reading a book, like, who could this book be for? And I honestly wouldn't mind it being in, like, a school curriculum, like a, like a no. toy book to read. I think, and he's got another book that was in my curriculum, um, To America. Um, and that's that's just a really good like delineation of uh, history mm-hmm. in the 20th century for Americans. Yeah. Um, but this, you, you this can is, make an argument that this kind of is like a you know propaganda war this book would be good. and stuff like that. But like it's still, I I don't know. I could see you know uh, it being yeah. used in 10th grade. I don't reading. see this as propaganda because there's too much primary source material being true. pulled from. Very so true. I don't really see it as propaganda. Um, I def I mean, it's definitely from the perspective of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the curriculum goes, it's pretty niche. Um, cause you're not talking about like the war at large, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of talking about like this, yeah. these, this specific thing. Um, so it would have to be like a class about yeah. like world war two and like a specific campaign or something. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I mean, he even says it in the book, Stefan does where like Stop that. Steven. <laughs> Stefan, I'll say what I want. We're not in China. Um, says in the book, like, one of the soldiers is like, we're sitting here and we're, like, fighting and stuff. Meanwhile, the warriors around the world is, like, wrapping down. And so people over in the States, you know, they're going on and living their lives. Like, they're not even really thinking about, you know, yeah. us still being in battle and stuff. And... To, like reading that and I'm like, yeah, I think this book would be good for, you know, ninth grade, 10th grade class just because it's a good reminder of like what these men went through and like, yeah. and like what the cost of war is and just how ugly and dirty it is. And, and I don't know, like, it's just a really good reminder. Cause I don't think me personally, I don't think I can wrap my head around what these men went through, but reading this book was definitely a, an eye opener. 
Yeah, I'll just echo all of that. Like, it, it's really important, and like, um, you know, there's kind of a a disrespect or an arrogance that goes towards military sometimes, and sure. I really, I really don't like that. Um, so yeah, this was this was great. Yeah. What's what's next on our list? I know you talked about wanting to do some presidents. So things. I got this. So I'm thinking, if we could manage Dose to do up. maybe a short story pod next. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the new book by Sebastian Junger, his book on freedom and for July 4th. All right. Keeping the America and, all summer, bro. <laughs> bro, it's an American summer, baby. We're back. We're back from lockdown. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a quick read. I'm pretty sure it's only like 170 pages. Have you read anything from Sebastian Junger before? Uh, Sebastian Younger? Younger. <laughs> I don't know. You know um, what? Stefan and Junger are my boys. Can, can you look it up? I, I, I don't know who this is. Is is this, I'm he guessing, did, nonfiction? He won a lot of awards for um, Restrepo. Is that that document, that war documentary? Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember this. Um, Restrepo. Yeah, something like that. I've read his book, Tribe, which is pretty decent. Yeah, Tribe is like, that's a big Rogan, like, you need to read this. Yeah, I have that book. So he came it. out with it's a new book, solid. is what you're saying? Yes, he came out with a new book called 170 Freedom. pages? Yeah, it's something. Let's hit it. Yeah, and it's a relatively small book. So we can do that for July 4th, and then in the interim, while we're reading that, you know, pick up some couple of short stories. And I actually found a short story that I'm excited to read about. So. Look at you. So diligent. On it. So um, diligent. Shout out to all our veterans. Yeah, big time. Thank you so much for serving in the war. Appreciate it. Big time, you big time. You're all the dudes. You're all the dudes in my book. <laughs> all the dudes. Do you have anything else? Closing thoughts? Uh, closing you thoughts. Rank, rank the book? You said four? Yeah, I, just, I, I agree. I mean, honestly, it's just hard not to give it a five. So, like, I could give it five because it's like, it is what it is. It's just like a historical document to me. And uh, I'm glad that it lives both as a book and as a TV series. In fact, I would like to, you know, if we hang out to just watch an episode here or there until we're finished because it's really good. Sure. And How then, many episodes is it? Do you remember? Uh, like eight? Uh, eight? I don't remember. Um, but then there's also like a part two where they talk about the Pacific theater. It's not as good, but it's still, mm. you know, kind of talking not to get into it cause we're wrapping up here. But I do, when you were talking about everyone else goes like back to war and everything, people think about world war two as just like Europe, but like Japan was going hard. Yeah. And like, I didn't realize they were causing a shit. I didn't realize this all, until all I Asia, lived in right? Korea and then I lived in China. Like, I'll just, this will be kind of like a closing thought just to like leave it on there for me at least. Um, I went and took like a group of kids to the firehouse museum in Shanghai. It was just like, we're going to see the firemen, you know? And like, uh, there was this whole section of the museum that was like dedicated to like during the Japanese occupation of Shanghai and like what they did. And I'm not kidding, dude. Like there was a grandma who was like with her little kid there. She picked the kid up. The kid's like three or four. And she just, like, pushes his face, like, into all of the pictures of, like, the Japanese, like, occupation of Shanghai. And she's, like, I, I don't, I couldn't pick up everything, she, what she was saying, but she was just basically being, like, do not forget what the Japanese did. Like, she kept saying it, like, over and over and over again. Like, never forget Japanese the people The Japanese government and not the Japanese people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it just made me realize, like, oh, World War Two was, like, hectic. And, like, I can imagine that, like, back in the day everyone went back to life like hitler's done 
but like meanwhile we've still got soldiers in the japanese theater you know so it's like yeah um crazy grateful for everyone and like what a what an incredible war and i totally get why people say they're the greatest generation 80 years ago not that long ago insane insane how quickly we can all forget how like traffic and devastating and how like the world changed yeah (laughs) insane well thank you for tuning in to the ladudes cast we are the ladudes my name is austin and we have uh (laughs) stefan and junger um all right y'all have a good one thank you